You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Since the 1970s, black people have been underrepresented in the tech world. This has led to things like Face ID software working less effectively when analyzing black faces. Racist algorithms that establish or reinforce age-old prejudices against black people and women. And Google search result biases that disproportionately show black people in criminal or impoverished circumstances. This lack of full representation has even affected social media platforms, where black people struggle to consistently receive proper credit for establishing many of the viral trends that influence the world. We've seen time and again how our dances, language, humor, everything, good and bad, tends to go viral, only to be adopted, co-opted, and often outright stolen by corporations, other content creators, or even social media platforms themselves. Rarely do we see credit attributed to these black creators. Even rarer still, do we see black people making money off their trends. To help us understand the importance of representation in the tech world and what we can do to increase the size of our black digital footprint, I have today's guest and the founder of the social media app fan base, Isaac Hayes III. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. So how you doing today, brother? How are you? Thanks for having me, man. That was a great intro. Yes, sir. A- absolutely, man. I- I'm, a- I'm a big fan. Been watching you for many years and-, and I'm really proud of you. Really excited for our conversation today. Thank you. I am, too. OK, OK. So let's start at the beginning. Um, for those that don't know, and with a name like Isaac Hayes, the third, let's talk a bit about your background. Um, I am a career producer born in Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, got here when I was three years old. So I really called myself an Atlantan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I happened to follow in the footsteps of my famous father, Isaac Hayes, mm-hmm. um, and, and jumped into the music and producing world um, and spent 20 years in the business. Um, and then uh, I think around 2018, I got this idea from a young gentleman um, dancing that went viral in Memphis. Um, and I wound up becoming a tech founder. 
Okay. So that's what led you to want to create fan base was you uh, seeing the young man dancing. Yeah, he, he, he went, he went viral in a Spider-Man costume and he, I reached out to him just to congratulate him because he was from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, somebody from Memphis went viral dancing. Cool. And he hit me back and said, are you a manager? Like, I really need a manager. And I left that conversation saying, you know, he doesn't know how to monetize um, his dancing ability because Marvel and Disney could shut down Spider-Man whenever they wanted to. They say, sure. look, we don't like what you're doing with Spider-Man. Stop using it. They could do that. But um, the ability for him, for people to be able to actually subscribe to him mm-hmm. and, and learn how to dance like him is something that I think is valuable. And a matter of fact, people should be able to subscribe to anybody um, mm-hmm. if they so choose to do so. And so that was the birth of fan base. So how difficult was it for you to create fan base? Are there like challenges that we haven't seen uh, or is there a reason why we haven't seen many other black owned uh, social media platforms? I mean, yeah, there's enormous challenges. I think we really haven't gotten this far as a black founded um, social media startup since Black Planet and Black wow. Planet. And to, and to be honest, Black Planet was around before right media. yeah it was it was before facebook it was before myspace oh yeah it was probably the first social network when you think about it sure. other than what uh america online was doing and so yeah. i think the ability for people to raise capital um is significantly hard and then um i think the belief that something like this can be done i, I think people were just um kind of like afraid of the facebook's and the instagrams of the world that they're too large to take on Mm-hmm. But we've seen TikTok come in and really dominate the space as a Chinese founded company and understanding the effect that culture has on social media. So I wasn't afraid to, to challenge and, and build this startup because um, there's no amount of innovation that Facebook and Instagram can do to capture kids. Because sure. kids are always going to want to be on apps that their parents are not on. Right. So no matter what they build, if you're on Facebook, my mom got on Facebook. I love Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be there where my mom's at. And I got a little brother and he's not on Instagram. So um, that really let me say because of youth and culture, that fan base is something that can be built and um, and, and and flourish. Absolutely. So why do you believe black creators are not being paid equitably for their social media content? I, I, I truly believe that no user is being paid equitably for their content. OK, that's a good point. Um, it's simply because platforms run ads mm-hmm. and ads limit the vis- visibility. They limit the visibility of what you're allowed to actually show to people because they have to run ads. Meaning if you've amassed 18 million followers on Instagram, and there mm-hmm. are plenty of people with 18 million followers. That's the viewing equivalent of Sunday night football mm-hmm. on NBC and NBC charges $850,000 for a 30 second commercial. Sure. So, if you can reach 18 million people every time you hit send, that's power. That's marketing and advertising power. And Instagram knows that. So they're like, look, we're going to let about three to four percent of the people that follow you do that. Because if you can always reach 18 million people every time you hit send, the brands will come directly to you and pay you and not pay Instagram for ads. And so sure. it goes against their ad business. So in, in essence, Instagram is in competition with every single user on the platform when it comes to black creators i think the issue is that especially on a platform let's say like tiktok tiktok is one channel it's one form of content it's one um media right it's short form videos that repeat 
over and over again that are funny, right? Mm -hmm. And so for them to be able to actually make money from an advertising perspective, they have to they have to entertain the larger audience of users on the platform who are white, meaning it, it doesn't matter what culture is on there. The users on the platform, the majority of the users on TikTok are white users. Right. So therefore, they have to run ads that resonate with white viewers. And so it behooves the platform to have white stars as opposed to black stars. And so um, they they highlight those creators and allow those creators to flourish on the platform because it gets more views, it gets more eyeballs, and then they can run ads and make money. So I think the issue is that the black community is being siphoned for their culture, but not equally being able to, to reap the benefits and rewards of their creation. Wow. So, so how about this? What makes fan base better for black content creators than Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, et cetera? We do not shadow ban any content. So okay. what there's a straight line to you and every single person that follows you every time you post a piece of content, right? Mm -hmm. So there is no like, oh, we only, you know, there's no algorithm that says we want to show your content to people that engage with your content the most. That's all marketing language. If I follow you, I want to see your content, right? That's the reason why I have follow. I don't want to, even if I don't engage with it, every time you post something, I want to see it. Right. So no matter how many followers you amass on fan base, every time you hit send, we're sending that content to every single person that follows you. Every time you go live, everybody will be notified you go live. Every time you start an audio room, everybody that follows you knows that you started an audio room. We want you to have the highest visibility possible on the platform because it, 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 it creates the opportunity for you to receive revenue in some way, shape or form without us having to block your visibility. Love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. 
LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Today we have Isaac Hayes III with us discussing the Black influence on social media and his very own social media platform, Fanbase. So let's discuss the cultural significance. You mentioned it earlier. Let's discuss the cultural significance of Black Twitter, of viral tw- trends from Black creators on TikTok and Instagram. Do you think the social media sites we know of would be the same without those Black content creators? No, they would be like a JCPenney catalog. <laughs> I'm not, no. I think, uh, you know, the thing about the thing about Black culture, right? It is the apex of innovation and invention, right? Sure. And especially Africa, like African-American culture. I say this all the time. We are a 600-year-old culture, right? We're the smallest and youngest culture group on planet Earth, but also the most influential. Mm-hmm. It is like we, we tell you what song is hot, what dance is hot, what yeah. to wear, what to say. You know how to how to braid your hair, how to yeah. how to what kind of makeup. Every everything about being cool is is understanding. It, it comes from black people, right? And we lead that that innovation um, that innovation sector. And so I think um, you know for us to 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 be able to to capitalize on that, um, we have to make sure that we are are visible and counted and appreciated and accepted because other than that you know social media is is it you know we it's, it'll be a very very boring place absolutely and to that end we've seen recently how important social media is to the world when elon musk effectively valued twitter at 44 billion dollars um do you believe that a site like fanbase has that type of potential i've certainly seen it grow myself i mean absolutely i think fanbase has the potential to be one of the most valuable startups um ever because i'll tell you why Mm. we are in the subscription era that means there's no media other than social media on the planet that exists that is not primarily subscriber based Mm -hmm. meaning you know, video on demand services like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, um, music streaming services, Apple, Spotify, Tidal, print media, New York Times, Ford, Billboard magazine, productivity software such as Microsoft Word and Adobe products. You subscribe to everything. We subscribe to the apps we use on our phone. The only uh, media we don't subscribe to is social media. Right. And so for that very reason, um, the person-to-person subscription 
potential is going to be larger than what Netflix could ever have. There's 6.3 billion people on the planet and only 222 million people are subscribed to Netflix. So that's only about like two and a half to three percent of the available market. Mm. Right. So think about that. Like only three percent of the people that, that have a smartphone that could have Netflix have Netflix. So me being able to subscribe, subscribe directly to you for your content or directly to a brand or directly to uh, someone that's famous to be able to do that. Those are the things that I think that will make Fanbase a platform that um, surpasses all these other social networks, because person to person subscription is going to outpace everything, in my opinion. Certainly. Now, that brings me to the thought. So um, I have an account on mm-hmm. Fanbase. And when I first registered, there were some options, you know, um, like we're used to, you can like a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's an, a secondary option where you can actually love a picture. And I early on, I paid so that I could love certain pictures so that those likes, if you will, would stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a brilliant idea. Talk, talk us through the inspiration behind that and, and what the goal is with that. Well, you know, so I remember building the app and I, I you, know, you ever seen somebody post a post and someone comment, like, I wish I could love this more than yeah. once, right? I wish I could love this more than one time, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, we could do that, right? We could, virtual currency is something that I became familiar with just playing video games like 2K and Call of Duty. Sure. And so I was like, well, why don't we, bring that into the social media space that people can actually tip other users if they so choose, but not make it mandatory that if you know what, I'm going to give you 10 cents or five cents or a dollar or whatever for the content that you posted just to show appreciation and being transactional. And that was the birth of love. So on fan base, you can like a post for free, but if you love it, you actually give the user half a penny, you buy the love. And then when you tap on that icon, you give that user half a penny and you can love the post as much as you want. Mm-hmm. You can love people when they talk in audio rooms, when people are live and those th- those hearts float up on Instagram, they don't mean anything on fan base. When you tap that heart icon, you're actually giving the user money. Yeah. So those are the things that it allows users to actually monetize their content mm-hmm. and and other users to be transactional to show appreciation for that. So I, I, I love giving love on fan base. You know, it's funny. Um, my uh, when you when you told the story, it reminded me that I. I have a little boy and he watches um, uh, gamers, streamers. They stream their, their gameplay. And uh, you'll see folks, I, I guess it's donating. Um, and then, you know, the person will shout them out. Hey, thanks for the, the 10 bits or the 10, co- whatever they Twitch name. Bits. The You're talking about Twitch bits yeah, and Twitch bits. Yeah. Sure. On Twitch. Um, exactly. And I've seen gamers play and somebody give them like a hundred dollars. Like here's mm-hmm. $50. Like, and that is a, that is a cultural difference between our generation. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not guessing how old you are, but our generation. And then the youth, mm-hmm. the youth are very transactional. They don't look at, we come from the area that if you pull out some money out your pocket, it hurts to pay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These kids just see ones and zeros on a screen and it doesn't really register. Yeah. They just know that the value of this gets me this. Right. Right. They don't look at it like, man, like I got to pull out a hundred dollars. It's like, oh, here's a hundred dollars. It's just ones and zeros. And so when you spend virtually, you spend more. Yeah. So that's something that I think, um, yeah, it is, is absolutely um, an advantage. I think for the younger generation to actually monetize their content. Sure. And then you kind of bringing that that 
element into fan base, it certainly makes it a much more appealing uh, platform relative to um, any other social media platform, at least in my opinion, because of that uh, very reason. You know, I learned myself during COVID, you know, I'm a DJ and, you know, I, I perform at nightclubs and that sort of thing. Um, during COVID, you know, I wasn't DJing as much, but I had free time. And so I DJ and put the content up so people could just listen along. And uh, I realized that there's a strong desire for folks to connect. And one of the ways that their connection will resonate is if there's money involved, even if it's just a few cents. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think that that was brilliant, kind of capitalizing on the, the shift in culture and the shift in, in the minds of younger folks to make the uh, transactions a part of their connection with whoever their favorite influencer is. So, And it can be, it can be an enormous amount of money. I've, I've seen people go live on fan base and make $50, $100. Let's talk about it. Any, any examples you can share? I mean, I've just seen, I've seen users go live and make, you know, $50 okay. and they've had maybe like, they've had, you know, 65 people watching them live. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, I can imagine the future when somebody has a million viewers on fan base. Yeah. What that and they go live that they'll make a million dollars one day, like in a day. Like they'll just go like, oh, I went live on fan base and the world was watching. I had like five million people in there and I made like a million dollars. Like mm. that's the connectivity. And I think, you know, I think I think technology platforms understand that value, but they're not prepared to actually be in position to actuate that functionality to the benefit of the company because they're so heavily based on ads. So for fan base, it's like, for us, we're not thinking about advertising. We're thinking about ref share, which even you see with Elon Musk, him, him getting involved in Twitter, he's, he wants to get rid of ads on Twitter and go to a subscription model as well. Gotcha. And so that's the thing that, that I think you explain to people is like subscriptions are, 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 are really, you know, the wave of the future for people to do that. So um, I can't, I can't wait for the day that someone's being able to say, look, I made a hundred thousand dollars. I made half a million dollars going live on fan base. That's the, that's when it's going to be like, that's when, the, that's when the, the world's going to like shift. It's going to be like, right. Oh, yeah. it's going to be that super rush to the platform where it's like, we might have a million users, but we're going to get like 40 million users or a hundred million users because now they say, Oh, this is where I can actually make a living money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Where the, I, where the money resides. <laughs> I feel like um, there's also, you know, a, a pseudo sort of democracy uh, kind of built into that framework as well, because, you know, to take a recent headline, uh, Kevin Samuels, he was a very controversial individual. He said some things that a lot of people agreed with, a lot of folks disagreed with. Mm -hmm. um, he was, a, for those that don't know, a lifestyle um, coach. And mm -hmm. he would primarily give targeted advice to women on how to fare better in the dating world. I, I believe that is effectually what he what he did and what he was known for. Yeah. Um, but for those that really did not appreciate his hard nosed approach to um, giving advice, um, perhaps those folks would not be able to they, they would not want to, you know, support him monetarily. And for those that did, you know, he could either a find his audience or b further alienate his audience. And, and so I think that, you know, the, the cream rises to the top and those who can um, create content that really resonates with folks, those will be the folks that will be able to continue to do so. So um, 
again, uh, just a brilliant uh, uh, business model you have there. I mean, I, I, I say this, like, I think, you know, a, a good portion of the country individually doesn't make over $100,000 a year. Household incomes mm-hmm. can a, a large portion exceed $100,000 a year. But when you think about the fact that someone could 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 make um, someone 5,000 people paying you $2 a month, right? Or or I'm sorry, or or $2.50 a month, right? Is about $15,000 a month. Mm-hmm. $150,000 a year, just 5,000 people mm-hmm. around the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I know people that have millions of followers on Instagram that make no money. Right. They make no money from it. Right. But all you need is 5,000 of that million. If you had 5,000 people, you know, paying you $2 and 50 cents a month, you're living better than 90, 93 or 94% of Americans just off 5,000 individuals subscribing to your content month over month. So right. when you think about that, that's enormous. Imagine if it's like you have 50,000 people. Now you're making $1.5 million a year. Yeah. And that's the future. I think the future is people, people like people deciding that I like Netflix, but for the price that I'm paying, I only watch two shows on Netflix. Mm. So why don't I just subscribe to a person, subscribe to the individual or the brand or whoever it is that, that makes that content. And I only pay four ninety nine a month for the content that they make. Hmm. Right. Because we're subscribed like you could people have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Paramount HBO, Plus, yeah. Yeah, HBO Max. So you probably paying collectively like one hundred fifty dollars a month. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you could just subscribe to like three or four people like, OK, cool. I love the Lakers. I love Rihanna. I like Nike. And I like this, you know, funny influencer that has a, a, a show that I like. And I'm subscribed to the content that they make for, for a month and I'm paying 20 bucks. And on top of that, there's just a whole there's a whole bunch of, of, of more perks and connections that you have with technology that you can do. It's going to change you know, the game. And I want to reiterate that the paying the subscription is, is free and the share to like their content is free. But the paying is just to become like sort of a super fan. Right. Um, so you can follow you can follow anybody for free. So you can have mm-hmm. followers just like you got on Twitter, just like, followers like you have on Instagram and TikTok. Right. But then you can simultaneously have subscribers on the same page. So you can say, hey, this is for my followers. But if you want to check out and support what I'm doing over here, you can subscribe to me over here and do so. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's a, that's a model that's been proven to be very, very successful in silos uh, that have only identified specific people as content creators. Right. Mm-hmm. So a platform like Patreon or OnlyFans, where it's like only the people that identify themselves as a content creator feel comfortable enough for starting that page. But what about the person that doesn't just the person that sits at home and is like, yo, I'm really good at like making these like lobster rolls. So how about I just start a little cooking show and then people say, Hey, how you do that recipe? Well, let me tell people. And then people try and it goes viral. It's like, yo, these videos are amazing. You've discovered, you know, you never decided you were a content creator. You discovered you had a talent for content creation. And now you can segue from a following into a subscriber base on Fanbase. You can transition seamlessly over there without having to start over from scratch. I love it. So let's let's talk folks through um, registering. I'm sure after listening to all this, folks will want to to migrate over. So let's let's walk everyone through the process and how folks can follow you. Any other projects you're working on? All that. Yeah. So, I mean, fan base is in 170 countries. Mm-hmm. We're on iOS and Android. Um, you can just simply download the app, create a profile, like pick your username, 
Um, we have really cool functionality, which I think helps people transition, which is we can actually migrate all of your content from Instagram and paste it over on your fan base page. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about posting all your content over again, all your captions, all that kind of stuff. We just copy and paste and everything comes over. And we actually have a new functionality. If I check my phone and when you launch this new, this new functionality today, that you'll be able to actually import all of your your IG um, reels over to fan base as well. So imagine migrating all that great content that you made and being able to actually just send it on over um, and then start fresh on a brand new platform. So um, you can follow me on fan base first at Isaac Hayes three, I S A A C H A Y E S the number three. That's my same handle on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, but I'm, I'm over on fan base all the time. Like, you know, I share stuff on my Instagram page, but I put more of my personal life and what we're doing and stuff like that over on, um, fan base. And it's a, it's a burgeoning community. It's really awesome. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you very much for your insight today. Once again, our guest is Isaac Hayes, the third from the social media site fan base. And before I let you go, I'll leave you with this. If we set the trends, we should receive the credit. If we create the content, we should receive the royalties. If we impact the world, we should be remembered for it. The rules seem simple enough, but after nearly 20 years of social media sites dominating our everyday lives, it seems like they are almost never enforced in a way that benefits black folks. Fanbase is seeking to change that. Seldom do I have the opportunity to give something of a personal endorsement, but honestly, I was on it early. I signed up months ago. You can check the date on my first post. I'm at Ramses job. I was proud to spend my own money because I knew it was going towards something bigger than what I could see today. Honestly, Fanbase had everything I loved about social media with none of the guilt. And that's enough for me. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.